Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopol. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here. Straight out of Cincy, baby. Home of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, if you found the show, do me a favor. Smash that thumbs up. Hit that like and subscribe button. Tell everybody about Sports with Strawberry Ice. We are at 776 subscribers. We are on an awesome roll. The Strawberry Ice Wave is just rolling right across Cincinnati, right across the United States, right across everybody and anybody who's Cincinnati fans, Bearcat fans, Ohio State fans, all of them. I greatly appreciate every single one of you. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Now, as you know, well, maybe, maybe you don't know, but uh, I've had Terry Nelson, Bearcat broadcaster and member of the Final Four team on my show a couple of different times. And he's going through a rough, rough patch. Uh, his family's, his mother's house burnt down, like burnt to the ground. They lost pretty much everything. Uh, a lot of them are still in the hospital, recovering. So Terry put this on his own personal Facebook page. I copied it and put it on Bearcat Country, pinned it to the top. Uh, so if you guys can help him out, he would appreciate it, and I would greatly appreciate it. Terry's a very nice man, and he's helped me out. So he's going to be at Extra Space Storage, 2351 Turn Turnhole Alley. I think that's what I'm saying it right. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's T-E-R- H-U-N-E-L Alley, Cincinnati, Ohio, Ohio, 45206. He's going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. He's trying to collect uh, donation items, clothes, toys, furniture, sheets, blankets, uh, gift cards, etc. He's got his mother's clothing side, size shoes, and all the other members of his family. Like I said, they literally lost everything. It's posted on his Facebook page, and I just copied the top of you know the information and put it on Bearcat country. So Bearcat fans, hopefully we can all come together and help Terry out. All right. Juju Smith got his bell rung by Von Bell and will not be dancing on anybody's logos anymore. A tweet from Adam Schefter. Squealers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster told reporters this today. For the betterment of myself and my teammates, I'm going to stop dancing on the logos. That's because Bell knocked you to beep out. It was one of the greatest hits I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so cool for once as a Bengals fan, a Bengal knocked the crap out of a squealer. And it was a legal hit. It wasn't dirty. It was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Do it again, Von Bell. Can't do it again until next year, but still, it was awesome. All right, UC News. Coach Luke Fickle is one of 12 semifinalists for the George Munger College Coach of the Year Award. So there's multiple awards coming in for the Bearcats this year. Hopefully they can show up for the Peach Bowl and win and beat Georgia is what I'm hoping. Now, the Athletic, the athletic named James Wiggins to their first-team All-American and Ar Armad Gardner to their second-team All-American All -American team. Again, getting lots of postseason awards, accolades, all this stuff. And the greatest thing that's happening is Luke is still here. <laughs> so all this stuff is happening good for the Bearcats. We've had this happen in the past, and then our coaches leave. 
Luke's not going anywhere yet, which is good. Okay, now let's get into the Bearcat basketball team. I can't remember a season where they've started two and five and oh and two in our conference. I mean, I know it's a rough start. We got seven freshmen. We didn't have any quote unquote preseason. We rolled in second game of the year, Xavier, you know, yada, yada, yada. But every team is doing this. Now, Keith Williams, he had himself a game. He had uh, a double-double with 19 points and 10 rebounds. Now, one thing I was saying is in the Tennessee game and in the South Florida game, we got out-rebounded. Well, not this game. The Bearcats actually out-rebounded UCF. The problem is they turned the ball over 19 times for 26 points, directly to 26 points. They lost by five. You turn it over, I don't know, five less times, you probably win the game. And I know what Brandon's trying to do. And I, I really, it's going to work. It's just taking a little longer than I thought it would. The up-tempo motion offense and everything, it's going to work. He's got the right guys to do it. But a lot of new faces, freshmen, it's just not happening right now. So anyway, we got Juju Smith-Schuster. Not dancing on a logo. Bearcats and the Georgia Bulldogs. And then we got the Bearcats basketball team. So with that being said, I'm going to bring my boy in, Jeremy D. What up, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, just living a dream here on a YouTube channel in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> How's right your on. day been? Uh, I've been all right, man. You know, I, I loved to see Juju um maybe he was listening last night um maybe he caught the end of the show i don't i i don't know it, it was a nice christmas <laughs> it was I a great it. christmas present there yeah. is a there's a shirt that a shirt company here makes called cincy shirts which giving another free free plug on the show but they have a shirt that i have got to get it says when you tiktok we knock <laughs> it's got bell blowing him up it is so awesome. I I love it. I got to get the shirt. Yep. Crown, what's going on, brother? What's up, Crown? And you see basketball. Yeah, well, there's, I don't know. There's a, uh, it, it's, it, they fixed the rebounding, but they've got to <laughs> stop turning the ball over. Ah, Brad likes your poem, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, thanks, Brad. It wasn't exactly, it was, it was a rough draft. I'll tell you, um, it wasn't exactly a finished product, but, um, you know how I just kind of improvise. That's, mm -hmm. I make you guys think I know about sports and I know about the Bengals, but I just kind of improvise. That's what I did with this he poll. Really doesn't know anything. He, it, you know, yeah. you learns it all from me. <laughs> yeah. Now that was, that was my Christmas gift to all of you in this season <laughs> of love and joy. That poem was meant for all Bengal fans. Exactly. So just to let you guys know, um, most likely this is our last show of the week. Because uh, usually Christmas Eve, I go, we go to my parents' house, let the kids open up presents, which kids, I have a 20-year-old who's engaged and a 60-year-old. But still, my kids like tradition, and so do I. So we're probably going to do that tomorrow. So most likely we won't do a show Tomorrow, I'm probably not doing one on Christmas, which 
I'm kind of scared to kind of stop doing shows because we're on such a big momentum of adding subscribers, but it's Christmas time to hang out with your family. So uh, you guys enjoy your family and the next show will be on Monday and Monday next week. We can really get into the Ohio state Buckeyes versus Clemson, the Bearcats versus Georgia. It's, I mean, I actually really like what has happened this year with, with COVID as far as, we just rolled football. Football just kept going. Because, you know, you'd have college football, college football every week until Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden it's just gone. You know, and then bowl week happens. But it's almost like a month later. You know, this week, I mean, shoot, we had a selection Sunday, and then we had the first game, bowl game, like the next day. So I really like this format. And this, this goes to where I've said, and you said, we could do multiple playoffs. They have the time to do it. They they have the time to do it with all the games that they normally play. Exactly. They, could do, they could go to eight teams. It wouldn't be right. that hard. I, I, to, to be honest, I mean, we haven't played the – the playoffs haven't started yet. They could actually – I mean, I know we got a couple games on tonight, and there's some up. There's, all right, there's a game on right now. Yeah, what's going on? Direct sneaker reviews. What's up? I don't. I think you're new. I guess we got to call you sneaker, sneaker, sneaky sneak. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Hopefully you've uh, subscribed and hit the notification bell so that way you know when we go on live. But anyway, yeah, you know, uh, it's we've got the playoffs coming up. We still have all of our main teams that haven't played yet. So, I mean, they could still change the rules. They could still maybe, you know, switch some things around. Are they going to? Doubtful. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, the title of the show is, uh, are you rooting for a Bengals win or are you okay with them losing? Keith is, it's not in me to hope the Bengals lose. Me neither. But it's most important to improve so that carries into next year. That Keith, I, I feel you, brother. I am the same way. I, I can't root against them, but if they lose, I, I think, I think this pretty much would lock. I said this last couple of weeks. But I think this will lock up the third pick because let's just say they just say they win, and then they lose next week to the Ratbirds, and then Houston uh, wins. We're still, or the Houston loses. Sorry, I think we're still above them because of that stupid tie. I think that makes us that that makes us the fourth pick and not the third pick. So it's it's good. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's what I've been telling everybody throughout the day. You know, saying, "Hey, what's happening now that we won? That we uh, well, what happened now is if we go out and play like this against Houston." We're going to whoop that ass, yeah. and then we're going to be at the four pick. And then what do we do? Is Jamar Chase there? Do we take a luxury pick? Do we move back and take needs? Right. But like many of the analysis have said, there's nobody out there that's on the same level as the dude out of Oregon, uh, Sewell, or whatever. So – you take the luxury pick, or do you move back for extra picks? I, it, it's that's going to be a tough call for Tobin Blackburn, 
And Mike Brown, well, look, you know, look, look, the, the Bengals, the players, Zach Taylor, they're going to try and win. They're not going to, they're not going to try to lose. You know, oh. now, this is, direct sneaker says uh, we, we must beat the Ravens to lose to the Texans. Well, I mean, if you do that, I think that locks, that locks it up. But I mean, I don't think we're going to beat the squealers. So <laughs> I don't know if we can turn around and beat, beat the Ravens. Cause they're not going to sneak up on, on anybody with, with the run, uh, Run play option, um, and they and I don't know. Zach said today in his press conference that he doesn't. He hasn't said who's starting the quarterback. I, my personal opinion: if Brandon Allen is healthy enough to start, that he's going to start. Yeah, you know, they they came up with a great game plan in the first half for Finley. Um, He's good for a couple decent passes. Other than that, he throws over the middle so much, interceptions. He's not that mobile whatsoever. No. That run was kind of a mirage, if you would say. You know, it, I don't think he could do it back-to-back weeks. I, yeah, I don't I, – I, I can't see that. I mean, you're not – yeah. You're not going to see him running for 30 yards. I don't even care next week for Texans or whatever. 30 yards down the field with nobody behind nobody. And he just walks into the end zone, end zone. You know, it's not going to happen with Ryan Finley. Um, right. Brandon Allen, different story, but Hey, Finley did get the win, give the kid his due, whatever. Yeah, and exactly. I loved it. I mean, I he, loved made throw, he made throws when he had to, which yep. was surprising. I, I love bell knocking Juju's, you know, <laughs> block off more than yeah, that anything. Was awesome. that because, was awesome. you know, even in Chad Johnson's era, if you think about Chad Johnson, he had his cornerback list in his locker. Yep. You know, going to beat this guy, going to check mark this area, check mark this. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't always follow through. You know, he came up with all these crazy games. He didn't always follow through with it. And, and then he didn't always mad. play very good. <laughs> yeah. And then he'd get mad at the other guys, you exactly. know, to, to play their, their best game against them. I think, I think it, it backfired on Chad most of the time. It did. And then he would be upset after the game, and uh, but Von Bell just simply put out there, you know, if you if you dance on our logo, I'm going to be looking for you on the field. Right. And it was probably the first time ever that a player has done that, and then had the chance to back mm-hmm. it up. And I loved it. Did you loved see? It. Did you see Von Bell's interview? They're like, "What did you see?" You know, on that play. He just smiled, <laughs> 19. I'm like, yep. yeah. He yep. just saw him. His eyes lit up. And, he went after him. It was awesome. Not I'll only blow him up, but make him fumble, baby. Right. I'll give a couple shout-outs here. Uh, Steve Logan, what's up, man? I think you, you're new to the show. Welcome, Who Day. And up, Direct bro? Sneakers, you said you've watched the show quite a few times, but first time you're commenting. So, appreciate you. Comment anytime. Now, hold on, Tony. I'll get, I'll get you up in a second here, man. Tony's in the waiting room, ready to join Uncle Tony. Oh, um, Uncle Tony's in the waiting room. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Direct Sneaker says, do you, you think they can scheme better around Finley or Allen? That's a very good question. Um, But I'll put it to you this way. I think the last two weeks, what Zach Taylor has done with the two different quarterbacks has been very a very good coaching job. I mean, Brandon Allen was – yeah, he threw the ball a ton, but he can throw it. Finley really can't throw it. And if Allen hadn't gotten hurt, they would have scored a couple more touchdowns, you know? So, scheme-wise, they did a better job 
with Finley because of, you know they tricked him. They weren't ready for that. But so to me, I think if, if Allen is healthy, you got to go with him because I think he gives you the best chance to win. Yeah, he's he's mobile and he can throw the ball. But just to follow up on that really fast, really quick yeah. here, yeah, neither of them need to be a backup next year if Burrow is not there for the first game, if you if you get where I'm going. Right. We've got to get somebody that can win games just in case it's four games without Burrow, two games, six games, whatever. I don't think either of the two of those guys are going to keep us above 500 Right. Until Burrow no. would come back, if yeah, if no. And, no. Yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate, if yeah. he isn't back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next year, we no matter what, they got to get a better backup quarterback. Now, Chris Bengal, I love this comment. Top Gun is one of my, if not my favorite movie ever. So, if I'm the Ice Man and he's Maverick, that makes uh, Jeremy D. Goose <laughs> great balls of fire. Uh-huh. And my Iceman brethren over here, um, <laughs> I said, bro, you the Iceman. He said, I'm what? I said, you're the Iceman. You, you're the Iceman. You're Jeff Strawberry Ice. You're the Iceman. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. And then I saw him pop it up. Great. Now, Tony, what's up, Uncle Tony? Uncle Tony in the house. What's up, brother? Hey, I got to tell you, man, uh, you guys make my day every time I hear Uncle Tony. That's so freaking awesome. I love it. <laughs> Next, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Take me to better lose me forever. You know, uh, show me the way, honey. The playing piano. There you go. <laughs> man, I, hey. I, I, that, that Maverick movie was supposed to come out this summer, the second one. I cannot uh, wait to watch that. I'm so, like, oh, I saw the trailers for it like six months earlier. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting forever for this. And then COVID hit it, and you know, it's yeah. anyway, it's supposed to be. Anyway, sorry. On everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's a good movie in the making, man. You know, after all these years, you know, it'll do it. But uh, hey, I got to go back. I, I wasn't able to get on yesterday, I had some issues going on, but I did watch the show today. Um, a lot of good points on all kinds of stuff, but just kind of going off today. Um, if you guys paid attention the other night, the actual game, what the announcer said, that Joe Mixon should probably be coming back soon. I want you guys to pin on that. Do you really bring him back? No. I mean, you got two games left. No. I mean, why would you at this point? If he's coming off that long of an injury and he's been off for so long, we don't want him back. I love Joe Mixon to death. He's a, he's a badass, but why bring yeah. him back now? No. Well, well I don't know Zach, if Zach Taylor – yeah, Zach Taylor got asked that in the press conference. Mixon is not playing this week. So I don't see him coming. If he's not, Zach already ruled him out for this week. I don't think he's coming back. He's not playing the last game of the season. I don't think. Personally, I think he probably could have come back last game um, if he wanted to. But there's oh, he just. He probably wanted to, but. Like you said, Uncle T, there is no reason for it. I, I, you know, there's just no reason. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah, reason absolutely. to risk it. I wouldn't see the point right now, to be honest with you. There's no point. You know, if he's got an injury that's lasting him that long to be out this long, why? There's no point. Right. I mean, yeah, Gio's doing his thing right now, good or bad. But you know what? In there, they're just squealers, which was a good thing. But, man, they're not going to do much more after this. So, I mean, why bring people back off injuries? 
Yeah. Just, just for one or two games. Let him the rest of the year and get back into it next year. Right. Exactly. Just, just to take a chance to get injured again now. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Exactly. Uh, Direct Sneakers has got a question for us. Um, what is your favorite backup in free agent in the free agent market right now? Um, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, I right don't know. now, right now, there isn't anybody, but I mean, I think he means the upcoming free agents. Yeah, I mean, you got probably Marcus Mariota, you got uh, Jameis Winston, Winston. I think Fitz Magic. What's about what was uh, that? Magic? I was saying Jameis Winston is the one I've heard about maybe signing yeah. with him, but I, I've I heard Cam Newton. Oh God, no! I don't want Cam Newton. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying. No, you're, yeah, you're right, but now he would not be one. I mean, I, I, well, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton would be one. He only signed a one year contract with the Cowboys. So, I mean, to me, you, what scares me about Winston is he has to be prepared that when Joe Burrow comes back, he's not starting. You know, so which he's went through that already in New Orleans. So I think he's going to be looking more for an opportunity to win a job you know so i don't know if he would be the guy to come here andy dalton i, I mean i've said we could bring him back as you know cheaper and a, a backup fits magic you know i think he's made a whole career out of being uh, that guy you know the the placeholder till the starter comes back i mean he you know he's the perfect guy in my opinion but i mean andy Dalton would be good too i don't know what you guys think i could see Fitzpatrick coming back just because like you said jeff that's kind of been his career Right, back up, something doing whatever. Right, but do you really think he would come back? I don't know if he would, man. unless he's got no other options. I just don't know if he would actually come back. Who fits magic? No, no, no. I, I could see. I'm saying Dalton. Fitz oh, Dalton. Oh, yeah. I don't, saying, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, come back. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he would or not. I mean, it, it, it's hard with Dalton when you think about it because. You know, he he hasn't played horrible for Dallas, but he also, you know, I, I don't see another team jumping up and down to try to get Andy Dalton to start for them next year, you know? Yeah. So and, and guys uh, like guys like Mariota or guys like Winston are gonna want to go places where you they have a chance they might have a chance to actually start sometime. I mean now you would, I mean, you would have a start if Joe's not ready by the beginning of the year. I personally think he's gonna be ready game one, but you, you still got to have a backup quarterback, just you know, just in case. So that guy has yeah. got to have the mindset that uh, I'm not the starter. It when Joe comes back, no matter what. So when you guys, you got have guys like Winston and Mariota and stuff who want to start, that's their goal. I don't know how that does with team chemistry and stuff like that. I just, I just think people like Winston or Marietta or, you know, people like that, I just think as coming as a backup, waiting on Joe Burrow to come back, I think that's a lot of room for backup for those guys. I think Fitzpatrick would be a, a good deal then because I think he would take less money to do it because that's what he's always done. But somebody like Dalton or Winston or Marietta or whatever, I think they're yeah. going to want too much fun. And like you said, Cam Newton, Jeremy. You're gonna want way too much money to come in just to be a backup and maybe start for a couple games tops. And, and I'm that's, sorry, that's, I, I think I think Cam might be done. <laughs> I don't. I, I think Cam might be done. He's has not had a good year at all. 
But I mean, well, my, my my personal choice would be I, I I the one I've said the last couple weeks is Fitz Magic. That's the guy who I would like them them to get. Yeah, I I would like you know Fitzy as well. But you know what better opportunity to come to if you're Jameis Winston or Mariota, knowing you're not going to be the man, but if they find out Burrow isn't going to be back for six games, isn't going to be back for eight games, what better opportunity to throw to T. Higgins, Uzama, who will be back, Boyd, uh, a chance, Jamar Chase, uh, A.J. Green still being – I mean – what better, you know, opportunity to, to to show what you can do with some decent players, and then after the season, go on with your career. Maybe somebody will give you some money, right? You know. Well, I, I think you know. Other than Cam Newton, that you know, a lot of those guys, like I said, they're going to want too much money, and, and they those guys feel they should probably go in being starters somewhere, right? And He's coming to the Bengals. I mean, like I said, you're only playing for so long right? until Burrow comes back because he's the guy on there. These guys, you know, it, it may not happen, but they're thinking in their minds, they're worth enough to go start somewhere. And do they want to come in? I think Fitzpatrick doing it. I could totally see him doing it. We love him. And, you know, he, he's been a Bengals killer when we played against them, you know. I remember that game in Tampa we were – Kicking their butts, and then here he comes in. Well, he he, he we did play for us before. Remember that? He he was a Bengal before. He he was a backup when uh, Carson Palmer was here. Yeah, right. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. He's the guy that I think would be the right guy to do it because I think he would take the money, uh, the little money. Whereas these other guys think they're like Winston, Marietta, whoever think they should be starters somewhere. I don't know if they'd want to come in knowing that they're going to be there just a little bit until Burrow comes back. You know, I mean, yeah, you could still make an for yourself, you know, back up if Burrow would have got hurt again, knock on wood, hope it doesn't happen. But yeah. that's their only shot, really. And these guys are the ones that think that they, in their mind, they're still young enough to do it, to be a start somewhere and, and you know, shine as a starter instead of a backup for, let's face it, the Bengals. Right. Yeah, not, All right. Uh, let's get some of these questions here. Uh, Jelani Sylvan, I think you're you're new. At least I don't remember your name anyway. Welcome to the show. But uh, do you guys think they'll keep Lou Amarito or go a different direction and maybe go after somebody like Wade Phillips? I'm hearing he wants wants a job next year. I'm hoping they go away from Armadillo. Wade Phillips would be awesome. I mean, he's a yeah. hell of a defensive coordinator. I would love him to be the Bengals D coordinator. Will he come here? I don't know. I mean, and th- this year that scares me about the performance that the Bengals defense did Monday night. Did that save Armadillo's job? You know, I mean, they played pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, I've watched two years of Anarumo, and there oh, is yeah. no. nothing about him that makes me no. even no. flinch. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm ready for him to go. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think he should. I'm just – Trying to think, what will Mike Brown do? I mean, what yeah, is, you know, very that's true. Kind of what I, that's kind of what I'm trying try to put my you know in my, Mike Brown's head, which I don't know if anybody could actually get in there, but you know. But we've got talent. I mean, the talent's there. And Rumos had every chance to use this talent for 
two years now, and he added more this year. And we've had one game where we put it all together. And really, in the second half, they started their Marvin Lewis conservatism uh, again. And it could have cost us, but luckily, our talent overtook it. Yeah. It almost and, did. Know, I mean, even in that, in that, that, that touch, or that almost, or not touchdown, but the play that Marcus Hunt knocked the ball down and uh, they're down the red zone. I don't, I can, like I said, I can't remember which cornerback it was, but one of them was playing up and the one I was playing back is the one they went after. And it would have been, a, I think, a touchdown if Hunt hadn't got his hand up there. And that's where I'm like, because I remember watching the game, I'm watching with my son. I'm like, why is he back? He needs to be up on him, you know? And, and sure enough, if I saw it, Rothenberger saw it and he, was going right toward him. So that's where, you know, that could have been a catastrophe. But luckily, that game, it didn't. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to say what you just said, Jeremy. I'm going to go with you on that. Um, You know, you got people like – let me me start off a different way. uh, Talking about Wade Phillips. Let Let me talk about him for a minute. If people think that they're going to get rid of Zach Taylor, much as I think they should, I think they're crazy. We all know how Marvin Lewis works. Taylor's not going nowhere. But if he were to be going somewhere, and if you're talking about bringing Wade Phillips in, why not make him head coach? Because he's been an awful head coach. He's been an absolute awful head coach whenever he's been given a chance. So, no. I think he'd, first off, I think he'd be better than Zach Taylor. Dude, he's been terrible. Dallas, he was terrible. Denver, he was terrible. Everywhere Wade Phillips has been a head coach has been awful. He is not a good head coach. He's a great defense coordinator, but not a head coach. You think he's going to be worse than Zach Taylor? No. Because let me tell you. No, no, no. I'm not comparing him to Zach Taylor. I'm comparing Wade Phillips to what he's done. He's had two or three. At Buffalo, he was their head coach. He was awful. He's had two or three different coaching jobs, head coaching jobs, and it hasn't worked out. So, well, no. No, he has had he has had some coaching jobs, but he didn't do one nearly as bad as what Zach Taylor done. Hell, head I coaching said jobs. Zach Taylor's, Zach Taylor's coming in. I I was first one to say, "Wow, he can't do no worse than what we Guess what? He's proven that he's getting close to being as worse than we had. I didn't think he'd be any worse than Dave Shula. But he's there. I, I I know I know, but I, I'm not again. Again, uh, you're comparing him Wade Phillips to Zach Taylor. Wade Phillips has had three, at least two or three different head coaching jobs, and he hasn't been a good head coach. That's that's a fact. Well, yeah, yeah. So later I wouldn't have would more than two games a year, though. Uh, we'll give him that. I know I, I know that, but if you're trying to get a head coach and replace Zach Taylor, I would not make Wade Phillips the guy. There's got to oh, be I somebody else be. better than him. I wouldn't even consider it. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Head coach, hell no. He's been awful. I mean, he has. So you want to keep keep Zach as head coach? You're you're missing my point. I'm not saying – I'm not comparing Zach Taylor to Wade Phillips. You're saying if you're going to hire Wade Phillips as a defense coordinator, why not hire him as a head coach? I'm saying you don't hire him as a head coach because he's a terrible head coach. So you want to replace a terrible head coach with another terrible head coach? That doesn't make any sense. Hire well, him as a defense coordinator, not uh, the head coach. You say place a terrible head coach with another terrible head coach. At least the the head coach you're replacing him with, if it were Wade Phillips. I'm not saying do it. I just, it was just a, an option out there to talk about. 
But he's proven himself a little bit more than Zach Taylor has. But what I'm saying is if that's you don't want to do that. That's because he had more had three or four different head, head coaching jobs. Well, okay, okay, so put him in the, in the D.C. We all agree he could be a great D.C., right? Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to do that, Wade Phillips also was good at the draft. So let him have a little take on the draft as well. I that's mean, true. If you're a D.C., let him have a little take on, on the draft. Because let's be honest with you, the last time the draft was great was Marvin Lewis. The guy knew how to draft. He just didn't know how to utilize his players. He could draft like a son of a gun. He knew who, what he was getting, but he couldn't utilize those guys. And, I, and I, I think a big part of drafting players, you know, granted he wasn't a good head coach. I agree with you, Jeff. He wasn't. But if you want to bring him in as a DC, I agree with you. But let him have a take on draft as opposed to just being in D.C. and being out of it, as opposed to the head coach and Mike Brown, the GM, and Katie Blackburn and all that. Let him have a say in it. Because he knows what he's doing on the draft. Oh, I, I, I could see Wade Phillips being one hell of a defensive coordinator. I could see him wanting to come to Cincinnati. And I could see Mike Brown allowing him, if we are up next and it's the third round, second round, and we've got a defensive player that we're looking at or that we want or what I could see him having a big input on any defensive person or guy that we would bring into Cincinnati for sure. I mean, whether it be Zach Taylor as coach, Eric Bienemy, Zimmer, whatever, um, I'd be thrilled to have Wade Phillips. What'd you uh, say, Tony? I got one more, SD I got one more question, and I'll go ahead and uh, jump off. But I got one. One more question with the, uh, you know, the Bengals and all that stuff with uh, um, the draft coming up and all that stuff. I heard somebody say, and again, I didn't see it yesterday, but I watched it today, and people were talking about Swell. Now, I don't see it happening. I'm agreeing with you guys, but let's be honest, man. If they that happens, first off, what are the Bengals' point? Because that's who we need. That's what we need, one hundred percent. And if if you're that low, like the Jets or whatever, do you call the Bengals and say, "Hey, we're going to take this guy. We'll trade you. We'll trade you to get Suell or a couple draft picks, knowing that the Bengals need him badly." Do you think they would do that? Do you think the Bengals would accept? No. The going off, they're not going to pick him, and we'll we'll see what we get. I, I would I would hope they would, but knowing the Bengals. Well, the old Bengals wouldn't. This new version that, you know, where they're signing free agents and, you know, doing all this stuff, maybe it depends on what the Jets want. You know, they might do that. I mean, I I, I guarantee you the Jets will at least float it out there and see what, you know, they get the Bengals to jump at it, you know. But right. I, 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 I don't know. I, I could see the way that Spain has played and see a Filo and those guys – to where if somebody tries to threaten us with taking Sewell, Sewell, whatever, uh, I, could, I, could, I could see us not taking him and either moving back for extra draft picks or taking maybe the next best yeah, available player. Right. That's I more of my – yeah, that's more of my thinking is if they do – Take Sewell, which I really don't think they're going to. I think they're going to take Fields. I am more of the mindset that you drop back in the draft, 
because there's other quarterbacks out there that that teams want, and that's that's it's quarterback driven league. Somebody's gonna want to jump up and get one of these guys. If you can drop back and you can get the you know the second best tackle or and and add some picks, you know, and then add a guard, you know, you just add more to the offensive line. You know, I think that's the best way. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, getting Jamar Chase would be awesome. Getting the kid out of Florida, the tight end would be awesome. But we need to fix the offense line. So, uh, however, and to me, if you don't get too well, which uh, Derek Sneaker here, Sneaker said that, what if he's a bust? As dude, that you take that chance is a possibility. But you take that chance when you draft a guy, no matter if you draft him first, second, third, fourth, right, all of them. So, I mean, you, you take that chance. And from what the tape that I've seen and everything I've read about this kid, he's about as can't miss for a, a, a tackle as you can get. So that's oh. why he there's a chance he's going that the Jets could take him because in the second pick. So that's that's where I'm like, it just I don't I don't think he's gonna be a bust. I think he's like I said, we had a can't miss prospect in Joe Burrow. I think we got a can't can't miss one in Suell. So that's where I mean the Bengals depending on what the Jets would want. I you know we're not giving up the farm to get them because we got too many other we got too many other needs. So you can't give up a ton of stuff to get the second pick if you don't have it. Go ahead, Jerry. That, yeah, that's what where I'm getting at. And that's where I kind of understand where um I guess Sneaker was the one that made that comment. It's coming from. Yeah. yeah. Because my God, if anybody knows the Bengal fans know All right. the guaranteed most guaranteed pick in the draft right. no matter where the they're <laughs> they can always get hurt be a right. boss be injury prone and that's that's our history i'm mm-hmm. not saying that he's going to do that or be that way right. but it's never it's never guaranteed. Anybody and how much draft, have we though. seen that's, this guy play yeah that's that that's with anybody you draft though. and like and uh, Sneaker says that's because he opted out. Well, he opted out this year because the Pac-12, he had no idea when they were going to play, if they were even going to play this year, and how many games. And he's already was guaranteed to be a first-round pick. So I don't blame the kid at all for dropping out because just of the uncertainty of what the season brought. And it wasn't like Oregon had a great shot of winning the national title. Now, Ohio State, Justin Fields, he would have been the number two pick, I think, if he hadn't come back. Uh, this year he could opt it out, but he had a chance to win or has a chance to win the national title. So that's why he came. So I don't, I don't blame Suell at all for, for opting out. I would have told my son to do the same thing if I was in his shoes. Yeah. And, and I'm not blaming the kid either. I'm just saying how much have every single Bengal fan that's watching right now watched Suell in a game situation for 6, 12, 14 games, nobody's seen nothing other than the great little pretty highlight reels that they like to throw out there. And everybody could have a – you can make Bobby Hart a highlight reel where it looks like he's the best back in the league. That's all I'm saying. So, But we do need yeah. – But did you see – I mean, period. He, he can – that kid can move for as big as he is. He's got feet. He's got quickness. He's got what you want. And like I said, all I've seen is the tape. I have never seen him play live. I wish I could have, but and I never even heard of the guy until somebody mentioned him on on the on the chat here. I didn't even know who he yeah. was. 
I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying we don't give up nothing. We don't give up the farm for him. That's no. all I'm saying. No, no, you know. All right, John, you got anything else, buddy? But, yeah, I just want to say one more thing, man, about the comments that's what it's well as a bust, you know, in the draft. You know, it's kind of like what you said, Jeff and Jeremy. You know, you, you can't base on that because, you know, if you go out and you look for the best of what you need, and if he's a bust, he's a bust. Guess what? The Bengals had many busts. <laughs> a lot of teams have had many busts. They yeah. really have. You don't, no. you don't base it on that. Yeah, I would say, uh, and the thing is that they're going to, they got the combines, they got all this. So so the Bengals are going to be able to actually see him move and everything, you know, and and see how athletic he is. And, you know, you you can say what you want about the combine or whatever, you know, it's a glorified, you know, t-shirt and shorts show, you know, but that's what they base a lot of this stuff on. I mean, they do now guys have dropped. In, in the draft from based on that, and they've they've raised up for their so just because that's where these guys are now doesn't mean that's where they're going to be at when draft rolls around. I mean, we, we I mean, look at I mean, uh, uh, Smith, um, for the Bengals, uh, uh, the, the not Alex Smith, what the uh, um, the the uh, linebacker, not the offensive lineman we drafted from Alabama that broke his foot, Andre Andre Smith, thank you. Before the combine, he was ranked as the number one offensive lineman in the draft. Then he took his shirt off <laughs> and ran to the combine, and he dropped. You know, so it, it could happen to Suell. I don't know. It, you know, so we it's, it's December. It's you know, it's almost we got this. The draft is until what, what April, May. Yeah, we got a ways to go till till any of this happens. So it, it, lots of stuff can change between now and then. And, and that's kind of my point of what you're saying, Jeff. Anything can change from now on in. Right now, all these people are watching what, what they did in college, what they can do, and then you go to a combine, and that's great too. But until you put one of these top players in an NFL game, it's a whole different ballgame. Right. So whether it becomes a bust or not, you, know, you, you don't know until you get them and let them play. So you, you can't base on what if, if he's a bust or if he's going to be good or not. you got to go – you know what they've done, and if they turn out to be bust, it's what it is. Then we had a, a busted draft pick, but yeah. you know what? We're not the only team that's done that, and that happens all year, every year. You know, in this draft and stuff. But you got to go based on what you've seen from them, what they can do at their position in college. You go with the combine too. I get the combine because that proves a little bit more. But even the combine is not game situation stuff. That's right. just pretty much showing their athleticism in the combine what they can do with that and everything. So they're still not the game situation. Hell, man, I can go out there and, and run across the field and catch the ball and drop it or whatever. That doesn't mean I'm good. That doesn't mean nothing. J- J- Dude, I know you, you smoke and you're fat. You can barely run across the street. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jeff. You know why? Because I walk across the street. And I look both ways. But <laughs> that's what will get out of me. <laughs> what I'm saying is don't don't eat something and, and worry about it being a bust. Everything yeah. has it. Yeah. Everything's well, done it. You know, you go with what's the best you need and, and, and go for it. And if it, it, it's a bus, it's a bus. But right. oh well, you know what I mean? Oh well. You, yep. you gotta try for it. You can't it, you can't go not one NFL anybody goes into this draft says, Oh, he might be a boss. Yeah. Exactly. They look at their past performance in college, the combine, everything, and then you go with it. And if it is a bus, then 
is what it is, man. But you can't go on that. You just can't. My my only thing is, as mentioning him, that could be, or I didn't mention it. Somebody else did. Um, But for one, Sewell, keep your shirt on. <laughs> hey, right, right. If you take it off, I have a feeling it's going to be another Andre Smith situation. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, you know, and for two, you know, yeah, we we've got to take we've got to take our needs. The only thing that I agree, you know, who brought up said he could be a bust, which anybody can be a bust. Anybody, yeah, no sneakers. Jamarcus sneakers. Russell. I mean, come on. But anyway, yeah. So. All right, but, that, that note, Tony, I'm, I'm going to let you go here because I, I got the chat blowing up. I got to get to some of these questions here. But as always, I appreciate yeah, you, brother. I see something. I'll hop on again. Like, y'all take care. If I don't see you, have a Merry Christmas, guys. All right, Merry Christmas, Uncle Tony. Merry Christmas, Uncle Tony. <laughs> see you, brother. All right, now, yeah, because chat, the chat's blowing up, so I got to get to try to get some of these. Uh, these people are taking time to comment here. Uh, Bengals report one. Yeah, the Bengals could get Chris O. Avila and maybe the second round, also a, so- a solid wide receiver. Yeah, I, I just like I said, just say God forbid the the Jets take Sewell, which I just don't, I just don't see the Jets doing that. I just don't. I mean, I I don't. They need a split. That's New York. They need a splashy pick. They're all the Jets fans are pissed off that they're not getting Trevor Lawrence right now. They are beside yeah. themselves. So yeah. then you think you're they're, they they all want a quarterback. So then yeah. you think that fan base is going to go, oh, great. We got Suell. Awesome. We still have a freaking quarterback. <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's where I, I just. We got a line, think... but we don't have a quarterback. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, Chris, a couple people said this. Marvin Lewis is uh, maybe getting the head coaching job for the Houston Texans, which yeah, there's a report. I, Marvin's going to get in our head coaching job. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, Marvin's a good head coach. I, I wish him luck. I He's, you know. Probably between him and Sam Weish are two of my my two all time favorite Bengals head coaches. Uh, that's you know, I mean, Super Marvin, Bowl and playoffs, you know. Right. I mean, Marvin Lewis got us to where you know we went to five straight playoffs, and you know, Marvin's problem, and th- this is what drives me nuts when people always blame Andy Dalton for the five year run with no playoffs. They always blame him, which it is probably his fault. But Marvin never w- won a playoff game, never. We went to, I think we went to eight when he was here. I think two or three with Carson, and then five with with uh, Andy. Yeah, and good luck. You know, I, he's going to an, another bad team. He was with a bad team. He built us up to make us a playoff contender. Problem is, is I use the word contender and not yeah. winner. So. You know, if if he can do something with that team, he does have pieces to work with. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. Um, So, you know, maybe it'll work out different for him there. But as for Cincinnati, no matter how much talent we had, no matter how many great drafts we had under Marvin, we couldn't win a playoff game. And when you can't do that, you can't keep coaching for for the same team. We couldn't win a prime time. You know, and another that's thing, they, they, they would blame Andy for that. But that was a Marvin thing. We didn't win in prime time a lot. Now, Which one thing was awesome about winning the other night. It was in prime time Monday Night Football, and we won. It was great. Yeah. Which Andy was known for those pick sixes, you know, those comeback routes. He didn't throw exactly as strong as he should, and they'd t- take it back to the house or 
throw it in a defensive lineman's hands and he would run it back for a touch. So, you know, yeah, you might could put Andy in there a little bit, but I'm with you. Yeah, Marvin. I mean, um, it is Andy's fault, but it's, over the hump, man. Yeah, it's also Marvin's. All right, Keith, there's been film study on Sewell. If Sewell's talent happens to be close to Munoz, then you have to draft him. If we trade down for more picks and Sewell turns to be the next Munoz, I don't know. Yeah. The, what, the only thing that we're, uh, what I think Tony would say or whoever said it, well, the only reason they would dra- trade down is if the Jets take take Sewell or at least come at the Bengals and say, we're going to draft this guy if you don't trade with us. Yeah. you know, And that's where if the Jets are smart, they do that <laughs> because they can get more draft picks, take our pick and still get fields if they want to. If they're really dead set on doing that, you know, and, and, you know, Bengals can call their bluff and say, go ahead. But that's what I can see Mike Brown doing. Is that exact right there? Yeah, they go ahead, do it, and then we then we lose them. Go ahead, take not going to. More they 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 know in New York, especially during COVID, they're losing billions and billions of dollars. They've lost hundreds of billions throughout this year, and all kinds of different things. I won't get into, but they need somebody that's going to get fans in the stands next mm-hmm. year. And Penai Sewell or whatever, he's not going to be the guy to do it. No, and if dude, we called for bluff, he wouldn't. They they wouldn't. They're not taking him. But if we get him and he is the next Anthony Munoz and he's as good yeah. as they say he is, and that's all we do. I, I mean, because I really and Zach Taylor got asked this in in, in the press conference about Spain and Serfilia at guards because I think this week they're going to have the same starting line for once, of how good they are. And they asked Zach, do you think you're set at guards for next year? And Zach kind of laughed. And he's like, "We're, you know, we're concentrating, you know, on this week and all that, you know, that we're not worried about 2021 just yet. But in my opinion, if – I still think they should get guards. Don't – don't you look at me like I'm crazy already. I'm not saying they yeah. that they're set and they shouldn't do this. But if you can't get – a really good guard in the second round or whatever. Get get guards. If Wyatt want, Davis is gone. Is, if Wyatt Davis is gone, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if Wyatt Davis be, is gone, which okay. he might – dude, there's a very good chance he's not going to be there. There yeah. is. There's there a very, is. Even though he didn't – honestly, he did not look that good in the Northwestern game, to be honest. Yeah, he had a – but, man, he's got a resume of domination. Oh, I know. I know. Just, but, dude, this league – is what have you done for me lately? And in the big games, you don't show up. But, I mean, this way, and I'm not trying to bang on Ohio State, but Chase Young honestly didn't have a great last game of his career against uh, Clemson, and he still went third. So, I mean. And he's in the Pro Bowl. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that, that could change. But anyway, what I'm saying is, if, if White Davis isn't there, we might be okay at guard. But you put Swell at left tackle. And those guys in there, and Jonah Williams at right, and and uh, um, Hopkins is, is your center. I mean, we we're not that far away from fixing this offensive line. Losing Serafilia at the beginning of the year was a bigger blow than I even realized. You know, because we he only played what a half a game in yeah. the Chargers game. I mean, he didn't finish the whole. Game. Then we didn't see him until the, what last two weeks. Yeah, uh, and. I'm with you on it, 100%. Second pick, 
second round, third pick, second round, hopefully not fourth, but Wyatt Davis, a lot of people have him gone at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, do you maybe take the kid out of USC or do you take the best pass rusher available in the mm-hmm. second that's, round? See, that, that's, that's my thing. It's like, <clears throat> okay, I'm glad you brought that up. We talked about this before. All right, say Spain and Suell, you we really I, I really like what they've been doing. And you get I said Suell. <laughs> Pain uh, um Spain, I'll get it right, and Seraphilia. Those I, I like what they've been doing. I, I like Spain since we got him from Buffalo. I think he's been a great pickup. Yeah. If you get Pinel Suell and you know in the first round, and you have your guards and the best. Pass rusher in the draft is sitting right there for your first pick in the second round, and Wyatt Davis is sitting there. Then what do you do? You know, you're not asking me, are you? All I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now take take your Ohio State. I know. I know. Right? I know. I know you like Wyatt, but as far as the Bengals go, if you can get, if you got swell and you got the guards. Okay. And you got Jonah Williams at right tackle. So we still have Michael Jordan as a backup. Yeah. In this scenario. I mean, Bobby Hart a backup. Fred Johnson a backup. All the guys we had. I mean, and the thing is, you can still get backups in the third or fourth round. But if that pass rusher is that's, there. That's where I'm getting. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. I. Oh. You know, <laughs> I got it stumped. I got it stumped. I like you know, this. We, hey, we got to protect. Our, our future, man, no matter what. But, you know, we got two more games to watch these guys play, which is good. So that'll help us out in the second round. We'll just see how consistent they can be over three games, at least. Um, I'm not worried about Spain. I think it's, I'm sold on Spain. I'm completely sold on Spain as a guard. Yeah, I'm talking Going about forward. Xavier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sir. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and then have Michael Jordan as a backup. It would have to depend, I guess, on what pass rusher we're talking about and what exactly they've done, where they're coming from, before I would say no to Wyatt Davis. But I could, in my world, if I was in the Bengals' war room, if we got, you know, Penai, Penal, Suell, and there's a great, I mean, just somebody that has, Jumped out of the first round for some reason. That was a first-round grade. Defensive lineman. End. That can rush the passer. I don't know how you can say no to that because we need we need both lines. Right, right. Filled. That's the Not thing. Not just one. Yeah. Both. And the thing is, if you get – because if you can pick, if you can get, like, Carlos Dunlap, we got him in the, what, second, third round? I mean, you still can get these guys oh. down there, but – but you know you can you can find these guys. But if you can do that in this draft with your back to back picks, and like, and like um, Keith here says, um, there's a, another. And see, it's Pac-12. I haven't seen. I first Pac-12 game I watched was the championship game. But he said there's there's a good guard out of USC challenging Wyatt for the yeah. number one guard in the draft. I think somebody else has said his name on here before too. But I, I so he, I mean. I, I don't yeah, think so, he's challenging him for the number one, but I'm with you. Yes, he could be a good guard. Yeah. yeah. So if Wyatt Davis is gone, then you could get that guy too. 
So it just depends. I I don't know. I, I've looked Who's so there? much. Yeah. Yeah. I've looked so much at the offensive line guys that are there. I haven't really done any studies on what the best uh, end pass rushers are, you know, uh, uh, in this draft. So I have to, I have to, trust me, we got plenty of time to get into it. We'll, <laughs> we'll be doing drafts and all that stuff here the next couple months. We got, we got a lot of discussion about that coming up. So oh, yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. It, it's it's an interesting dyma- dynamic of what, what you do because you, like we said, you need to fix both. You need to fix the, heck on it. I clicked on that one. We, you got to fix the, um, Offensive and defensive line. And I really do think Sewell is, if he's as good as they say he is, is going to make an absolute enormous impact on this offensive line. You know, more than people think, because that left tackle, you get that set and you get you get the tackles in general sets. That's the biggest part of the line. This That set and the center is the biggest part to get fixed. Yep. Uh, uh, Keith, Thank I you. wish... He nailed it right there. Yeah, he said, I wish we had these experienced guards playing before Burrow got hurt. Yes. You can see the difference once Suell, uh, Surafilia, and Spain are in there. Yeah. Spain, I think, was actually – he was actually in there when uh, when uh, Burrow got hurt, but Surafilia wasn't. And because and that because uh, Michael Jordan's the one that got blown up <laughs> when, uh, when uh, he got hurt. So. Yeah, direct- right. They didn't have um, that – Continuity. There wasn't. Yes. Yeah, we were well, just that's a, that, and that's the, the one of the other big problems with the, the the line this year is they haven't had the same guys next to each other. I mean, more than two games, maybe uh, three games. And uh, Hakeem, what about him? I, he's a, he's there a backup go. too. I, I think go. he's a good. I mean, yeah. So I mean, that, that's again, it's like we had the guys we have aren't starters. Except for I think Surfe and Spain could be a starter, and and Jonah Williams and Hopkins, those are our starters. You gotta get a you gotta get a left tackle. So those are your starters. Everybody else can be can be backups, and they can be all right backups. Yeah, I mean, if you it, get that left yeah. tackle and and a guard. You, even if we took a guard in the fourth round, you know we've got to get another guard. You know Michael Jordan. You know if he's got to come in and play for a, you know say six games. Uh-huh. I'm not excited about that. Um, I want to have somebody, you, you know. What, bringing that up, that's one thing that does scare me about Wyatt Davis, just for the what the Bengals have done with Ohio State linemen here lately. Michael Jordan hasn't been all that great. Billy Price has been an absolute bust. And they are both high-level offensive linemen come out of Ohio State. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Davis. No. But those are things – I mean, but, but Price was the number one first round pick. Yeah, he yeah. was. A, he's been a complete bust. Yeah. So. the The difference is though, I, you can tell the difference between Wyatt Davis and and Price. Uh, well, Price is a center, so of course. <laughs> but you know, and then he's been moved around, and he's not good at anything he does. We completely that pick was wasted. Yeah. But you can go back and actually. Other than, you know, unlike, I guess I should say, Sewell, who's got one year of tape, you know, and a highlight reel, you can go back three years with Wyatt Davis and see exactly what he's done against big-time competition. And 
I just I don't see him being a Billy Price whatsoever. But we'll see. you never know. It's the draft. That's that's why it's a draft. Right. All right, Chris. This is I don't I don't see how you're seeing this at all. Suell will come to Cincinnati and Trevor Lawrence will go to the Lions. How will the Lions get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if Jacksonville doesn't pick Trevor Lawrence, then I guarantee you the Jets will. He's not getting Jackson. The Lions don't have a first the first pick. They got like the they're below us. <laughs> so I'm not sure how you think. I love you. Love your comments, but I'm not sure how you think Trevor Lawrence is going to the Lions. Now, in, unless he's thinking of some big time trade. trade. The, that, uh, the Jaguars are not trading that number one pick. They'd the Jets, if they get it back, they're not trading it. No. Lawrence, she says trade. There ain't no way, dude. There is no freaking way that I the don't. Jets or the Jaguars are trading. If Whoever has the number one pick right now, it's Jacksonville. There is no way they are trading out of that pick. I yeah. mean, Trevor Lawrence as as a lock of a number one pick as Joe Burrow was last year. You know, if not yeah. more, because Trevor's done it longer. And yeah, even if they, yeah, and even if they come at him with a Mike Ditka for Ricky Williams type they deal, still won't. I still it's don't quarterback. see it's quarterback. How, yeah. Jacksonville is horrible. Minchu is not your answer, even though you love the mustache. You love he won you, you love he wins you four or five games a year. But Jacksonville's tired of that and they will take a quarter. They will take Lawrence. I can guarantee it. Yeah. I'll put my name on that one. Chris, whatever you're drinking, I want some too, brother. Hook me up. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I, I love you, dude, but there, there's no way. That is All not love. happening. Yeah. And, and that, like I said, I, I, that's, again, people, like, somebody came on the chat yesterday and said that um, Fields needs another year. <laughs> I, I think that's crazy. Fields well, had the number – he's been the number two pick all year. So why in the world now, oh, he needs another year? It's these guys – and I know who's saying it. It's these guys who are SEC fans and trash this and trash that. Dude, Trask for Florida has had one good year. You can say that about Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow actually had a pretty good first year at LSU. Trask, only reason he's the starter is because Felipe, whatever the hell his name is, got hurt. Exactly. And Trask was the starter last year, and, I mean, he was okay, but I don't see what these guys see in Trask. I mean, he's trust me, he's had a great year in college. He has. I but think it's. What was the last Florida Gator quarterback that was any good in the NFL? Exactly. And when you look at Trask and his record, um, or, or Florida and Trask and their record, you see two things. He plays great and they win against bad competition. But when they play a team that's pretty solid or good to great, they don't win. He it's it's not even really worth giving the SEC boys a chance to even talk about. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Fields has two years of proven success against every uh, just about any kind of team you can that, that you I mean, want. Like I said, beginning of the year, what the second game of the year, he threw for what five touchdowns. So I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith's got a question for you, Jeremy. 
Jeremy, what do you think about drafting Josh Myers from Ohio State next year? It will be Hopkins last year under contract. Will Myers be there in the fourth round? You know, I'm thinking we re-sign Hopkins, especially after we have given him a kind of second life, I guess you could say, a second chance um, as to when, you know, nobody really wanted him, nobody really heard of him. We put him at center, and when we put him at center, he's played pretty much lights out. He, you know, everybody yeah. has a couple bad games. Nobody's going to play Miami perfect. Miami had a bad game, but the whole team had a bad game in Miami. Exactly. And nobody's going to play perfect. So, I guess see us keeping Hopkins. If Myers is there in the fourth, you know, you could play around with him, maybe put use him at guard or, or you know, whatever backup we may. You never but, have enough linemen. I mean, you exactly. never have but, we but, need offense and defensive linemen, yeah, period. period. Yeah. It just depends on the talent-wise. That, and that's where that's where I get in that second round, and if there's a really good pass rusher, uh, you know, that's where I kind of – I'm not saying they, they, they should do that. I'm just saying it's going to be a consideration, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and just thinking Bengal-wise of what they did this year where they didn't really address the offensive line, and the way Spain and Serafina are playing, if they continue to play like that these last two games, I, I, there's a very good chance that Bengals will just draft Suell and they will try to go defense in the second round. There's a, and it's and I don't I'm not saying that's a bad choice, you know. No, you get Suell, it's good. That's it, gonna really fix your offensive line. It really is, you know, a lot. But the thing is, we can't have injuries like we did this year. If you if you have injuries like this. Yes, you got to overcome them, but not every team can. <laughs> it's yeah. just the, the, just the way it is. And we I got free agency too, so you know. Yeah, so we can always sign one. Like we somebody talk about the guard from uh, New England. There you go. We sign him. Yep. What round will we draft a tight end in? In um, if Pittsburgh the there, we'll take him in the second. I promise he, you that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Um, I, at the earliest, to be third round, I, I would think that it depends on who's there. That'd be the earliest, I would think. We got CJ Uzama, who is who was coming into his own, and then man, and samples, samples play, had a good year. Samples, samples played decent, year. yes. Yeah. He, you know, he's had a couple not so great games too, but sample and Uzama, I'd go, I'd go to war with those boys, yeah. I, I don't, I, I I'm, I'm. Pleasantly happy with them. Um, Matthew, hope the defense continues to play. Donna this week would like to see consistency out of Lou putting us in a good place to compete. What do you guys think Finley will do this week? I don't even know if Finley's going to start, to be honest. We kind of yeah. said that at the beginning of the show, and, and Zach didn't say. He didn't say who was going to start. I, and by, by him not naming Finley the starter, and that tells me that Brandon Allen's going to start if he's healthy, is what I think. Yeah, because that's what made this win against Pittsburgh that much better. <laughs> is Finley literally did nothing. I mean, he he threw for a hundred yards or you know one hundred ten yards. Um, yeah. We we caught him off off guard with a few RPOs, and you know. That's just what made the game so great is they were trying to win the division to beat us. That's all they had to do. 
Bell came through with his promise. And then you got Ryan Finley out there who I can barely stand to watch. And he did what he did. So, you know, what? I mean, just the, the, I just, the complete, just not just that the, the Steelers just did not pay attention to Finley running the ball consistently was just ridiculous. Cause I, the touch, I keep talking the touchdown that he scored. They had no clue or a thought in their head that he would have kept the ball because I don't know who came off the edge. So he came off the edge and went after Geo. And there's Finley scooting around the edge to score the touchdown. And you should just see the defense in. Hey, I'm going to get this guy. Oh, crap. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> just running in. And that's the same. They ran the same play. I mean, it's a different variation, but twice. And yeah. back-to-back plays. And the Steelers could not or just didn't think Finley was going to do that. So Houston knows if Finley's there, that, that could be the game plan. It's not going to be as easy. J.J. Watt will be there to yeah. step up for his brother because we kicked his brother's ass last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, And it won't happen again. I mean, Finley can't run, period. Right. But catching people off guard, we all can run. Hell, I can go outside right now and run down the street, okay? So – that's what Finley did. And we caught him off guard with the RPO. They didn't they they were all over the place wondering wait a second, what what's going on here? Uh, Finley running the football and the guy runs at 30 yards for a touchdown and mm-hmm. doesn't really get touched. Uh, you know, so it's not going to happen again that easy. Yeah. And and the thing is the hits that Finley took, you can't put any quarterback in that position and take that many hits every week. He ain't gonna last the whole game because that's what there's a couple Uh-oh. times. Philly, yeah, there's there's a couple times Finley hit the ground. And he's laying there. I'm like, I looked at my son, like, oh crap, who's our who's our backup 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 quarterback? Yeah. We'll be we'll be in our fourth one. I don't even know who Finley's backup quarterback was. I guess it was Brandon Allen, but I I, I don't know. May have to sign uh, Muhammad Sanu back and uh, you know <laughs> get in the wing it. Yeah, yeah. Keith said the, the deep pass deep pass Finley made to AJ Green really made the Steelers respect. The pass as well. Yeah. I mean, he made enough passes to make them respect him. Yep. Just barely. But it, yep. it, I mean, that, that one, that that was a huge play right there. Exactly the right. Uh, okay. Matthew, what's up here? I like Brandon Allen too. Steelers were definitely not ready for him to run. I can't re- <laughs> I can't remember laughing so hard when old boy scored that TD and did the little flip pose like he'd done it a million times. Like, yep, yeah, that was awesome. He's like, ah, I got this. <laughs> you know, uh, what I caught from the game that cracked me up was when Mackenzie Alexander picked off the ball and he started high stepping uh, going, going the Dion, yeah, high step. <laughs> Out of bounds, and and what was so smart about that play is he knew that was going to piss him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. what they do, he got out of bounds. They and shoved him. Yep, fifteen yards, baby. Smart that was, ball. That was the thing that was completely different about this Bengals team. They were the ones talking trash. They were the ones making plays. The Steelers were the ones doing stupid crap for once. Yeah, we were being we smart. heads. Exactly. And the thing is, game one, Bengals versus Squealers, Squealers aren't going to forget this game. 
They, so the Bengals better be ready with their A game again because the yeah. score is going to bring it. But the thing is, we got in their heads. We beat them with our technically third-string quarterback. So I hope the Bengals just jab at them all year, all offseason. Hey, remember? Remember Finley? Remember the little flip in the end zone? Remember yeah. me high-stepping? Remember yep. Juju getting blown out? Yep. As promised. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, Bell just Bell flat out promised him during the week, and I thought, yeah, well, it's never going to happen. You you know, that's a one in a million where he's going to be coming your way with the ball and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be damned. I <laughs> loved it. Oh, dude, I love it. I, I'm going to buy that shirt. Cincy shirts. Um, again, you're welcome, Cincy shirts. Free plug. Get, send me a shirt for free for giving you a free plug for my millions and millions, millions. Iceman's fans. Anyway. <laughs> All right, man. I think we're going to start rolling yep. on out of here. Let me uh do this thing real quick. Uh, Facebook groups that we help run, and I invite you guys to come join. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. We are also on a new group. Uh, we don't run it. we just part of it. It's called Ohio State Bucknuts. So if you guys are watching us on there, I'm Strawberry Ice. Ice Man, that's Jeremy D. You might see us go live on your on your group every once in a while. Um, I will be pulling a sound off, putting it on the podcast tomorrow. Like, rate, review. I'm on Pod, Apple, iTunes, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Because I know not everybody can watch the show. So if you want to listen to it during the day at work, or if you're working at night like I do, you can listen to it then. Whatever. Follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. YouTube. Like I said, we have been on such a roll this week. We've added 11 subscribers since Sunday. Well, we started Sunday. We did that that impromptu uh, video or live when the they are uh, Bearcats and Georgia was announced. And since then we've added 11 subscribers. So I greatly appreciate all of you guys. Let's keep it rolling. We're 226 away from a thousand now. If my math is right. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Like I said, if you like the show, like my videos, hit the subscribe button, make the word change colors. You're subscribed, hit the bell for the notifications. Cause yes, we do a show every day at five 30 Monday through Friday, but, Weekends, something happens. We can go live during the day if something go- happens. If I'm awake, <laughs> we can go live. You know, so you never know. I might just feel like going live and just talking to you guys. I don't know. I might have something cool to say, some two cent rant or something. So hit the notification bell because you never know when I'm going to go live, except for five thirty. You know, then now just to remind everybody, we're not doing a show tomorrow. We're not doing a show Friday. So we will see you Monday. Everybody have a merry Christmas and Jeremy D. You do me a favor and help us roll on out of here. You got it, buddy. And I want to remind everybody as well to join the ice bar. Any new people that maybe have have just joined, it's a page on Facebook. Very simple. The ice bar. Click on request. Basically, a show page. Basically, a show page. Just for all the people watch it. Me and Jeremy to do silly stuff and just have fun with it. We throw our, you know, it's not for kids. But, Uncle Tony's on there a lot. Yeah, there you go. And we have a lot of fun and, and put out different stuff just just to keep up with you guys and answer questions, whatever we can do. So I, 
just want to remind everybody to go over there, jump on the ice bar if you haven't already on Facebook. Exactly. Uh, but like Jeff was saying, make sure you definitely subscribe right here, Sports Strawberry Ice on YouTube. And as always, until Monday, I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll see you before the new year. Oh, yeah. We got shows. So, next yeah, week. yeah, actually, yeah, we'll see you before the yeah. So yeah. Merry Christmas. But as always, like I said, remember one thing. I don't have a poem. I don't have nothing going on tonight. But I, you guys got that last night. So, as always, remember, you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Keep watching. Tell your friends. Let's make next year a bigger year than this year. Yeah. And blow YouTube up. Who oh. day? Love you guys. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. See ya!